And our guest right now is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Anthony what? Fauci. That's not me. Uh, I'm Sousy, Dr. Sousy. Anthony Sousy? Not Anthony, Carl. Carl Sousy. That sounds about right. Yeah. Well, I was told we'd be talking to uh, Dr. Fauci. I'm a variant of him. Well, that's not... Uh, why would he come on your podcast anyway? Uh, Jeez, well, uh, come on, think about it. God. Okay, I, I just wanted to ask about where things stand on the COVID situation. <laughs> what do you want to know about it? Well, should... Should uh, people continue to wear masks? Well, certainly on Halloween. Uh, I mean, that's a given, right? Yeah, so wear right. a mask, yeah. Okay, what about keeping six feet apart? Too much. I think five feet, ten and a half ought to be about right. Yeah. Is it safe to travel right now? Mostly, except in downtown mm. Seattle and parts of Edom Club. You know, uh, no disrespect, uh, uh, but have you been drinking, Dr. Sousy? Sousy. My name's Sousy. Yeah. Uh, Look, I don't think My you, message uh, is that I just want to get people like you and me back into school. Um, and your kids back into bars. Okay. We, we have got to go. And get plenty of sleep, too. Right. I'm going to sleep right now. Actually. Good idea. Wear a mask. Thanks, Dr. Saucy. Especially on your face. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. Hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Clean. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> you can dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Well, a great middleweight boxer has bit the dust, or hit the canvas, I guess you'd say. Marvin Hagler. Ever heard of him? You're a big boxer. What? I thought you were a big boxing fan. (laughs) Well, I am, but I don't know who he is. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. He died, uh... Kind of young, 66 years old. Wow. Seems young to me, anyway. The winner by a TKO, and still undisputed middleweight champion of the world, marvelous Marvin Hagler. And I thought uh, to commemorate that, here's LL Cool J's "Mama Said Knock You Out," because that's what Marvin Hagler likes to do. To Did you ever think about how much money we pay boxers to to beat the hell out of somebody else? Whereas a guy that's discovering a cure for cancer, he might be making a a fraction of that amount of money. Yeah, I I don't understand that. We we love our entertainment, I guess, and entertainment to many is beating the hell out of somebody. Right. Fights of any I, sort are are entertaining, whether it's human or animals. It just bothers me that that is yeah, entertaining to people. I've just, oh, yeah. it's just so brutal. I, you see what uh, Muhammad Ali became, uh, sort of a shadow of his former self yeah, towards the end of his life. I know. Uh, probably from head injury. Yeah, they, I know. They surmise. I know. Uh, or disease brought on by that kind of trauma. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a crazy, brutal sport. I went to one live professional boxing Who did you exhibition see? in my Who did you see? Uh, well, anybody I can't famous? remember his name. Oh. No, not really famous. He was a pretty big-time heavyweight boxer, but he never uh, fought for a championship. But but what I took away from this, there were there are what they call undercards. In other words, there are preliminary boxing matches leading up to the 
main event. And I watched this fellow that looked out of shape. His face looked like a like a, a cauliflower, and 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 he and his job clearly, even to an uninitiated person like me, was his gig was to go out and beat the get the crap beat out of himself right. in order to pad the rising stars record. And wow. he played his role. I don't think he could have ever beaten the the younger slicker athlete anyway but it it just was so incredibly sad to me the guy's picking up what a few hundred bucks Mm -hmm. so that this other guy can begin his ascent to potential glory as Mm -hmm. a as a big time champion it's an interesting yeah it's an interesting observation of of human beings he's allowing his body to be used to make money much the same way women um, prostitutes would do that as well I, I just think that's fascinating that the pe- people will use their bodies in certain ways to make money if that's all you got that's all you got yeah you got to use what you got I mean it goes I remember uh, reading about people in carnivals mm-hmm. bearded yeah. ladies and, yeah. and odd, people that were odd and people felt horrible seeing this and yet it was the yeah. only way in some time, in some ways, they could make money. You got to work with what I you know. got, I yeah. guess. Is the, well, look at you. Is I the mean, philosophy. Yeah, I've been trading did. on my musculature and <laughs> and uh, resounding good looks for far too long. I but know. I got to make the money, only so thing that's you what have. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have I know. Else. No I know. shame in that. It's a very adulty yeah. thing to do to pay the bills. So there you go. Well, you do. You have to pay the bills. Don't you wish you didn't have to yeah, pay the bills? the bills. I, I like people. I admire people, I should say. I don't know if I like them, but I admire people in a certain sort of way that have said, <laughs> screw it all, and they go off into the wilderness. So they, they, Like this movie, Nomadland. Uh, they, yes, all, with Francis McDermott. I want to see all that. All they want to do is just, be, just live on yeah. this planet as long as you can hold out and not have to worry about making money or Kissing bottoms of other people you don't like, and right. going and sharing, being part of the establishment. It, it's it's a yeah. it's rough. It is it is to be responsible uh, and pay taxes and and property taxes and yeah. uh, um, the garbage bill and the it is exhausting. It never I'm, ends. It never ends. It never ends. It, it really <laughs> doesn't. Ends. It never ends, and so you get yeah. you get worn out and discouraged and. And, uh, yeah, and then and it's inevitable. We all do it as humans. You look at other people who seem to everything seemed to fall their way. There's somebody you know they inherit a bunch of money, or they win the lottery, or uh, yeah. they get lucky in the stock uh, exchange. Who who right. knows? And it is um, you there. You know, publicly you go, hey, good for you. That's great. Hey, <laughs> super good news. Yeah. But there's a part of you that thinks, man, I don't want to keep scuffling for bucks and and worrying about health care and all the other stuff. And yeah, damn. but you have to. And yeah. uh, and that that's uh, that's life. Folks. That's, you know, what am I saying? I'm telling you, you don't have something to. You, you, could, you yeah. could just live in your car if you felt like it. Yeah. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. 
when I'm back on top, back on top in June. I said that's life. It just bru it just breaks my spirit and my heart to watch people struggle so much. I know. In, in this in this country especially. Yeah, um, I agree. Here's something I saw, Lisa. Uh, an article that caught my eye and and forgive us folks if I'm seem to be going down the road of what some people would consider to be scatological again but I don't really mean it in that way I think it's a bona fide concern this is a great article uh, 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 an opinion piece by Nicholas Kristoff and he writes out of Portland Oregon near where he grew up even though he's a New York Times columnist now and he said, I got a, I got a slogan for President Biden uh, for uh, infrastructure. P for free. How about that? He said, yeah, we got to build bridges. We need highways and, and electrical grids and new dams and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but the, one of the basic infrastructure failings are our lack of public toilets mm. in this country. And maybe in this country... More than many. Hmm. Uh, he talks about Greeks and Romans back in 2,000 years ago. Uh, people sat on benches with holes oh in it God. to do their business. They didn't have partitions. Oh, they didn't have... Just, oh, that's my worst nightmare right there. Oh, my I know. God. Oh, Stop, I know. Stop it. You're triggering yeah. me. And I'm going to go to bed tonight, and I'm going to have the no bathroom door dream that crops up. That's my anxiety. Is that right? <gasps> Is that one it's of your one dreams? one of my anxiety yeah. dreams. <clears throat> yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember. I went to uh, uh, when I went to college. They had some. Uh, I, I visited a couple of colleges, and they had fraternities. And there was some pressure. Gee, if you're a cool guy, you want to be part of a fraternity, don't you? So I visited a fraternity, and everything looked kind of cool, and the rooms looked good, and the house was nice. And then they said, "And here's where you go to the bathroom." And they led me into a bathroom where there were all these toilets lined up. <laughs> Probably six oh of them God. in a row oh with no partitions God. in between. Oh, my God. And that was a deal. That was a deal breaker for me I'm right feeling, there. I feel I said, like I, I need a drink right I can't now. Do the it. more you talk about this, the more I need to have a cocktail. This is really stressing me is out. Is that right? Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't think it was as big a thing for women as it was. Yes. May, or maybe we're, vice versa. I don't know. But you guys don't. You guys already pee with no part you guys already do that in a public restroom yeah. you do that i i don't think i could yeah. even do that in front of another i don't well in 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 full disclosure here and you could only do this what because it's me and i, what? I used to tell everything on the radio so why not on a podcast yeah i have a thing that i guess has been called shy bladder. Oh, yeah, and, you've, and, you've told me that before. And if I get it, have I? Okay, yeah. I won't do it again. No, but, but it's all it, right. But, yeah. it, but it is a thing where if another guy is standing next to you, you can't go. Yeah. I mean, even if you have then to go really bad. why did they set the, it up that way? Why, who I, ever I invented know. the guy trough? Why, why did they? Efficiency. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, you know, uh, economics uh, is an expense. But the guy right next to you should have not been right next to you. That's a little weird. Shouldn't he have been two troughs down? When you walk into, a, I'm, I imagine, when you walk into a men's room, 
I'm not yeah. been in very many of them. I've been in a few. But don't. Of course you have. When, yeah. <laughs> when one guy's standing there, you don't, like, walk right up to the one. It's like in a movie theater. You don't, like, if you're the first person there and somebody came and sat right mm-hmm. next to you, wouldn't you be like, what is yeah. happening? Why are you sitting right next yeah. to me? Yeah, if you got an empty bus, why do you sit right next to exactly. a, somebody that's already on the bus? Walk right in, sit right down. Daddy, let your mind roll on. Walk right in, sit right down. Daddy, let your mind roll on. Everybody's talking about a new way of walking. Do you want to lose your mind? Walk right in, sit right down. Daddy, let your mind roll on. Well, it is like that, and there is a sociological uh, mentality to it that when you come in and there's like four urinals and one guy's on the far right, you know, a little tough for yeah, me. So. And I don't know what that is. It's all in your yeah, head. Know, it's I a know. strange thing. All right, thing, so but, back to the Greek uh, people who sat on a yeah, bench with a hole let, in it, which is my biggest nightmare. If we ever go back to that, yeah. I'm just not going to go to the bathroom anymore. There, I said yeah. it. Well, it, that's not the that's not the worst part. That Lisa. is the worst part. These that Romans, is absolutely the worst part. There cannot be anything worse than that. Wait. Oh, God. Here it comes. The <laughs> Romans wiped with sponges on sticks that were dipped in water and shared by all users. Here you go. I'm done with mine. Do you need it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, can you believe that? Oh, my God. <laughs> there was a, a humorist named Art Buckwald that oh recounted God. a time when he was searching for a toilet in Manhattan. He was running into an office building. Nope, nothing here. Bookstore, nope. Hotel. Finally, he runs into a bar and he asks for a drink. And the bartender says, what kind of drink you want? And the guy says, I don't know. Who cares? Where's the men's <laughs> yeah. room? And yeah, he just runs that is in there. tough. And that's the I've problem, been in that you know. Situation before, uh, when you're in downtown oh, Seattle, sure, I, yeah. I remember I had to go to a a court hearing uh, for a case I was involved in, and it was very early. You had to show up at eight a.m. Nothing's open down there, and I had to go badly by the time I hit got down there, and it was horf it was horrifying. I'm oh like, what God. am I There's having to worse. go in the alley? Oh, yeah. I have to confess, when I was first dating my wife. We'd be on a car trip or something, and she'd say, I, I kind of got to go. And I'd say, okay, we'll pull over as soon as I can. And then, you know, five, ten minutes would go by, and I, I seriously, I got to go. I really got to go. Uh, I don't see a good place to pull over. Uh, and then pretty soon, she's almost in tears. And it took me a while because I have a thick skull, but I finally got it. That when If somebody tells you, particularly... Um, somebody that you care about that they have to go <laughs> don't delay make it happen yeah. i mean because yeah. you're just torturing the, the, the person so um uh from Nicholas Kristof said, America should be better than this. Japan manages what may be the world's most civilized public toilets. They're everywhere. They're clean. Mm -hmm. They're equipped with paper. Almost every industrialized country is more bladder friendly than America. 
Poor countries like China and India, they have networks of public latrines, but the United States not made for people who need to pee. Well, so you got people going in cars and in bushes and yeah, I could be wrong about the this, side of the road. but I think the problem is that people don't use the public bathrooms for what they should be used for. So, which is which is drug exchange, right? Or sex, or whatever. Yes. And so it's like right. they're wrecking it for all of us <laughs> that have to really go pee. Maybe so. So now I will say that we have some very nice public restrooms uh, at rest stops. Yeah. In this country, some of them are very very nice, yeah. and they give you free coffee and things like that. That's nice. But I don't know. I don't think I've ever been for... in a nice rest stop bathroom. I don't know what rest stops you're stopping at, but the ones I'm at, they're not great. But they they serve well, the perp. Maybe they, that's where you're going. They do the perp. They they're there. When I go from uh, Central Oregon drive up to Seattle, we go through a, a part of Oregon that goes along to little towns called Maupin and uh, 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 <laughs> um, God, I can't think of the name. Is of that the other highway? Town, but is very that highway eighty four that you're going? No, no, okay. No, you you reach. Uh, there's a freeway yeah. eighty four. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, you go up through. Uh, uh, Highway 97, and th- th- this it, we love that trip because it is so beautiful, and there are a few trucks that travel that way. But there is a spectacular rest area up there called Cow Canyon. I can even remember the name of it. And they're about as clean of restrooms as you would ever hope for in a hotel. Yeah. So once in a while, you run across just great, great restrooms but uh, for the most part, we're not getting it done in this country, yeah. according to this article yeah. and according to my own experience. But he says people lose their dignity. They lose their pride because they have yeah. to go out in the bushes and stuff. And as you know, Lisa, I, I assume you know this. I've gone in the bushes before. Particularly men in, in 13 states in this country, if you are caught peeing out yeah. in the bushes... They will. You'll be registered as a <gasps> sex offender. Why? Or you, or you could be. Oh, exposure, indecent yeah, exposure. Because you, because you got your <laughs> wiener hanging out there, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's crazy. It, it, in Piedmont, Oklahoma, a cop gave a three-year-old boy a two thousand five hundred dollar ticket for oh, public brother. urination, even though it was happening oh, on brother. private property. Now the officer got fired later, and it was a little kid, but it shows you that. We have, we just don't take care of yeah. people, their most basic need yeah, in this point. country, homeless people yeah. especially. I mean, if you're a rich guy, you come into a restaurant, you know, that you go to all the time. You go, ah, hey, Larry, right in the back, there you go. But if you're a homeless person, in, in yeah. uh, where do you go? You know, then you're made even more humiliated because you have to go in a gutter or behind a uh, trash barrel or something like that. Kristoff makes the point that nobody would build a home today without a bathroom, even though it adds to the expense. So why economize and accept our cities that don't yeah. have lavatories? And then there's the whole transgender use of lavatories, of course, which gets other people all uptight. But I thought that was a very eye-opening uh, uh, po- mm. piece that he wrote. That we really, when we're talking about infrastructure in this country, and I know that'll be, that's big, that's next on Biden's list of things to get done. Uh, public restrooms, maybe, maybe that ought to get 
uh, at least somewhere pushed up the yeah. list of things yeah. to take care of. Hey, um, yeah. we did not finish up oh. with the obits, and I had a question for you, and my mind is slipping. We, yeah. Mary Wilson of the Supremes passed away as of, as of this taping about a month ago. I don't even remember we, that we talked about yeah. her passing, because you normally do a really great Maybe, music I intro, and I usually either. can remember this stuff. Did we talk about her passing? Mm -hmm. I don't think we did. I don't know, but let's let's listen yeah. to this bit of the Supreme. With the song that brought them to the top of the record field, they're good-looking youngsters with long hair, and on them it looks good because they're girls. <laughs> the Supreme. This leaves Diana Ross say, now as the yeah. only living um, supreme singer. Yeah, when in some ways you'd think she'd be the first to check out. She seemed kind of crazy, yeah. kind of reckless, but she's keeping on, keeping on. The other one oh, was good. Florence yeah, Ballard. I think so. Right? Am I right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she died some years ago. But boy, yeah. the Supremes one were of the just long, yeah. huge. I mean, just they were huge. just one of the best charting female groups in history um best selling girl groups of all time so um yeah oh and well, one other we guy that, her that shuffled off this mortal coil that you might be interested in uh this is sort of music related although there won't probably be although i you could probably find a song that'll fit this a guy named lou ottens does that name ring a bell to you? Does not. Does not. Well, he is um, not from our land. He's a uh, uh, he's Dutch. He's from the Netherlands. Oh, that's why we never <laughs> mentioned him. Yeah. You know, I've got a here's... I've got a policy on this podcast of never talking <laughs> yeah. about the Dutch. No, this is fascinating. I had no idea. He is the guy who invented the cassette tape called the com oh, yeah. the compact cassette. And oh yes, yeah, I did just that, read about that's him. That's fascinating to me. And he he wanted to invent this, and he, he started out using like a wooden block that was small and thin enough to fit in his pocket, kind of what he had envisioned tape recording and playing back tapes would be. And he finally invented it, unveiled it to the world in 1963, and it was a sensation from the very 63? start. 1963 is when the cassette wow. tape was unveiled to the world. Isn't that I don't remember it going back that. Far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it probably yeah. didn't catch on in, as mainstream till later, but that's when he he he, you know, threw it out there and said, "Hey, look at this." Yeah. And as and then everybody pretty before long was walking, uh, well, had Walkmans. Then that with your cassette. Yeah. But yeah. I'm so di dis disappointed to know that. I mean, we have I have so many cassette tapes from our radio days that they just, you know, I got to get those transferred because they don't last. So. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a, a number of tapes. Some of these tapes that I have date way back to high school, but I still have these reels and you. they yeah. look like, they look like they would fall apart if I just breathed on them. Right. But a friend of mine who's Aww. pretty astute about this stuff, uh, he, there is a, a fruit drying oven that you can get. They cost about a hundred bucks. He does this all the time. 
you set the temperature to about 180 degrees and if you have tape that has the black uh you know the black side mm -hmm. uh, I, I think other tape it doesn't work but if you have that black sided audio tape on reels or cassette tapes for that right. matter mm -hmm. you put them in this oven for a hundred at 180 degrees exactly for about four hours and it will restore the audio for really? you if it, and keep it from falling apart if huh. you try to play it and if you do That's that then you could transfer this to a digital form and save some of your old stuff I'll, I'll tell you more about it when we're not doing the podcast but it's pretty cool because I've got so much stuff and it's all going to fall apart and yeah nobody cares about it except me but I some some things I think my kids would appreciate and some of them when they're very young and little baby noises and <laughs> stuff like that I got to get that transferred. One of the yeah. first uh, people who used uh, cassettes to quickly record music included Rolling uh, Keith Richards, Rolling Stones, and the, so the story is that he wrote Satisfaction in his sleep. Apparently, he had no memory of writing the song, but he woke up one morning to find that his cassette recorder was at the end of its tape. Apparently, he said, "I must have written and recorded something during the night." He rewound the tape. He heard the songs, uh, he, heard, he heard, the, heard the guitar riff and his voice saying, I can't get no satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. Well, it might be complete BS, but I love that well, that's story. What he I says, hope it's so true. Yeah. Well, who could doubt right. him? You know, he said that he... He drank his father's ashes one time, so yeah. why why would he be Yeah, and apparently, that? you know, it's easy to pass out and not know that you fell asleep and then recorded something. I don't know. There. I know. I mean, you think about it. Any kind of story you hear about rock and roll artists, it has to be has to be leavened with the fact that they're probably high no when, they con yeah, when no this kidding. story so. happened. But I love, I just yeah. love Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah. I mean... Isn't that the yeah. staff of life? Isn't that what this podcast is <laughs> yeah. about? Isn't that what our radio show is about? It's yeah, storytelling. Exactly. I that that's what's missing. I sound mm -hmm. like an old fart, but I think that's what's largely mm. missing from uh, terrestrial yeah, radio these days. Yeah, I know. We days. bitch about that all the and, time. I agree and why and why the beauty why the beauty uh, of podcasts mm -hmm. is, is which apparently there are about two million podcasts being yeah. produced right now. So if you're if you are out there listening. And you want to do a podcast, and you do one, you will be the final person that does not have a podcast. <laughs> right. Everybody in America should have a podcast. Exactly. I don't yeah, care what exactly. your age is. So. It's something we didn't talk about, Lisa, uh, a few weeks ago, and it's even older news now, but I think it's worth mentioning. And that is these uh, six Dr. Seuss books that have been yeah, shelved. We... Uh, Dr. Seuss Enterprise, the, the company that oversees the licensing and, of Dr. Seuss books, uh, said a couple of weeks ago, yeah, we're going to stop publishing six of our books that portray people in ways mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. hurtful and wrong. And there were titles, uh, which many of which I read and read to my kids. And to think yep, I saw it on Mulberry Street, 
On Beyond Zebra, heard uh, Scrambled Eggs. Never heard of that one. McElligot's the Cat's Pool. The Quizzer was the, another one. Never, uh, I haven't heard and, of those. The Mulberry one I did. I've heard of that one. Yeah, I think that was the very first Seuss book, in fact, I, I think I read. All the long way to school and all the way back. I've looked and I've looked and I've kept careful track. But all that I've noticed, except my own feet, was a horse and a wagon on Mulberry Street. Former First Lady Michelle Obama one time uh, read The Cat in the Hat to kids mm-hmm. to celebrate a, a day. But that's not but on this course, list. That's not on this no, list. No, no. Although it has been Although, bandied about that that should be pulled too, and I'm not sure. Yeah, because they think The Cat in the Hat is sort of a veiled reference to minstrel shows yeah. or something. Yeah. But um, th- this, is, of course, sparked big outrage from conservatives and Republicans who said, that Dr. Seuss was being canceled. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just silly distraction from the more important things of life. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, but I mention it now well after the fact because my one-time colleague on Almost Live, Joe Guppy, uh, used to do this occasional bit called Book Look, and he purported himself to be a, a book reviewer. And he did this take on Dr. Seuss. And this is probably, uh, well, it's certainly uh, probably, uh, certainly about 30 years ago at least. So he's pretty prescient mm-hmm. here. Check this out. Tonight, tonight on Book Look, we present a retrospective on the work of one of America's greatest contemporary poets, a master of sparse language and bizarre imagery. I refer, of course, to Dr. Seuss. We have little biographical information on Seuss, but we do know that his early childhood must have been traumatic, particularly his relationship with his father. His seminal work, Hop on Pop, (laughs) contains, contains the following. We like to hop, we like to hop on top of pop. We have... We have not seen such a revenge exacted upon the father figure since Sophocles' Oedipus the King. Like William Blake's songs of innocence and experience, Hop on Pop presents a dualistic view of man, a Faustian vision in which good and evil struggle for man's very soul. One poem, Day Play, states in beautifully soaring language, we play all day. Yet this song of joy and hope is immediately followed by the stark brutality of night fight. We fight all night. Isn't this... Isn't this indeed the human tragedy? Thoreau... Thoreau had his Walden Pond. Seuss has McElligot's pool. But... But where Walden was the poet's refuge from an outside world, at McGilligot's pool we find a young man fishing amongst the terrifying archetypes of the Jungian collective unconscious. In grotesque Kafka-esque imagery, the boy says, quote, I may catch a fish with a checkerboard belly or even a fish made of strawberry jelly. Most, most disturbing. In an obvious phallic reference, fearing his own sexuality, the boy says, I may catch a fish with such a long snout that he needs an assistant to help him about. <laughs> I- indeed, 
Indeed, there is something chillingly prophetic about this work. A young boy with an awakening sexuality ventures into the social pool, but who knows what he may catch. <laughs> if, 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 if Seuss can be faulted, it is that his most, his most famous work panders to popular convention. The symbolism of the cat in the hat is embarrassingly obvious. The cat. A figure worshipped in Egyptian mythology wears a stovepipe hat, an overly clear reference to President Abraham Lincoln, a worshipped icon of American mythology. But of course, this cat is an anti-Lincoln, uh, read Antichrist, who claims to free us from the slavery of a boring rainy day, but who actually opens a Pandora's box, letting Thing 1, post-nuclear destruction, and Thing 2... <laughs> and, and Thing 2, obviously personal angst, loose... On the community, they then fly kites in the house and break things. We've seen it all before. <laughs> but all in all, for the serious reader to truly understand the rich complexities of all 42 volumes of Seuss's collected works would require a lifetime of study, although they can all be read in about a half an hour. <laughs> Do dig in. It's quite the feast. I'm Adrian Summerhill for Book Look. Yeah. Okay, that was Joe yeah. Guppy way back Interesting. when. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love, I it. I love it. It just shows perhaps how silly this whole dust up is about that. So, so what else is going I, on in I, your I, world? Wanna, I'm not clear where you stand on this. So are you saying that you think that the the dust up about this is what? Where do you stand on? I'm not. I'm not clear what you're saying. Are you saying this is dumb that they're well, pulling the books, or that it's dumb that people are? complaining about them pulling the books i'm not for example there are there's one book i don't remember which one that has a blatant sort of racist at least by today's mm -hmm. viewpoint a caricature of uh, an asian person mm -hmm. he's you know he's it's a cartoon but it, it is it, it doesn't look really good in today's mm -hmm. world so my thought is why don't you republish these books and take that crap mm -hmm. out of there why does it have to be in there? Why why toss the whole book away just because one page has a picture that you mm -hmm. find offensive? Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I, I think saying. I think that's a good that would yeah. be a good move. So don't take the books away mm -hmm. in their entirety over and all uh, they're doing something which we can all acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. that is offensive uh, I, today. But yeah. just remove it. I don't think it. there's anything wrong in recalibrating those sorts of decisions. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And you could even put uh, you could even put an asterisk in the book or some sort of explanation yeah, exactly. about what or a foreword, yeah. a new foreword, right, right. uh, acknowledge or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I agree. And it's just all that's doing is making those original books more collectible and more valuable. Yeah, well, there's that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know so. if I told you this, uh, but I one time I was in this antique bookstore and I found an original copy. This must be. Well, early 50s, maybe, uh, the copyright. It was the book Little Black Sambo. It was a... Uh, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And it, yeah, remember Sambo's Restaurant? Yeah, yeah. They took that, yeah, that went away. If you're as steamed up as Sambo's is about the high cost of eating out, come on into Sambo's and get a hot roast beef sandwich for $1.89. $1.89? Only $1.89 for tender slices of hot roast beef with potatoes steaming with rich brown gravy. If you're esteemed up about high prices as much as Sambo's is, we've got a hot roast beef sandwich for only $1.89. Only $1.89. Get it while it's hot. But Little Black Sambo, 
was a book uh, uh, that had a black caricature uh, kid, little boy in it, and, you know, it, it had to do with him trying to survive in the jungle, and he tried, tigers he were after to, him. Yeah, and he did he run around these, a tree and Yeah, he tricks these into tigers butter. into running around the tree until they yeah. turn into tiger butter. And yeah. that was the... Prem, that was the predicate for the for the restaurant by the same name, Sambo's, right. little black Sambo's. Then later, just plain old Sambo's. Right. And when you went in to get pancakes, hey, you want some tiger butter on that? Yeah. That 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 was the whole. Well, anyway, I got this book, but I love. I kind of am attracted to these things that uh, definitely do not belong in the world anymore, but that are informative to mm-hmm. us about how things used yeah, to be. Yeah, how we thought, and, what was and, acceptable, which is horrifying to think and about. I'm, <clears throat> and I'm kind of amazed that they're available at some stores and uh, places mm-hmm. like that. So I bought this book, Little Black Sambo. It uh, is jaw-dropping bro- uh, to, to oh, read it Oh, I today. imagine. Yeah, I imagine it is. But another time I was walking down the street, and I, I came down. Uh, this was in Snohomish, Washington. There was an antique store. That's all they have in Snohomish, yeah, by the I way, know. our antique <laughs> store. And and uh, there was a plaque in the window. It was, it was metal. It was made out of iron. And it said, Black's Not <gasps> Allowed. And then below it, it, it said it was some the name of some theater, movie theater, in Alabama. So I walked past and I looked at it and I thought, you know what? That would be very, very interesting to own. So I go back mm. into the store and I talk to the guy who runs the store for a moment. He recognizes me from TV. And uh, we talk for a while and then I, I leave and then I... Again, think about that piece that's in his window. And I go back to the window from the street and look back in the window. And he, I can see his hands come in and he lifts it out of the window, takes it off the display. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, okay, he sees a TV guy and he thinks, oh, this could be trouble. I better get this out of my window. That was my supposition. Uh, oh. And I go... I. I went back in and asked him about the piece. Could it, he said, um, well, you know, we don't have it anymore. And he just had it a minute ago. What? So That's weird. I think a lot of people, hmm. I think a lot of people probably know that something is not mm-hmm. appropriate, but they might try mm-hmm. to make a buck off it yeah. if they can get yeah. away with it. I don't know. I'm making some yeah. suppositions here, but <clears throat> I just thought it was uh, an interesting yeah, it is. situation. That's all. So I wanted to ask you a question. <clears throat> today marks, right, as of ahead. this taping, today Call marks her. exactly one year of me being home and not traveling for work. And uh, for those on who listen to the podcast who don't know what I do, I do voiceovers and I teach voiceover classes. And a lot of my work is traveling to other cities to teach, to teach voiceovers. I did not know that. And I have been my last. You've never mentioned it. Class in person was March 14th in Reno where I did not go to Reno to shoot a man. Where, do, where does that just, just to watch, him, watch him? Where does that come croak. from by the way? Cause I used to always say to you, Hey Pat, I got to go to Reno. And you're like, I got to go shoot a man just to watch some time. Johnny cash. Oh really? I, okay. I hear the train of coming. It's coming okay. around. This song right here. Oh. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, 
Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. Okay, well, that's a good though. So, but it occurs to me that I've had a really great time. I know a lot of people have had a horrible year, and I know I'm I know that I'm going to have to get back at it, and I don't mind that too much. But I'm just wondering, is there anything that you are not looking forward to have happen again once the world get, gets back to normal? I know everybody's like, "Oh, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to." But I, and I wanted to put this uh, question out to our listeners too all 14 of you if if there's something you're not looking forward to um hmm. send us Great an question. email send us an email I'll throw it in the comment <clears throat> section uh, on facebook underneath this and we'd love to know because for mine i am not looking forward to packing my suitcases and going back on the road that's mine what's yours do yeah, you have I, one no i think i think that's a that's probably foremost for anybody that had to travel a lot yeah. and had to deal with airport yes. hassles mm-hmm. and all of that business mm-hmm. and your luggage and renting a get, car and, then, and getting in the hotel then, we don't show that you have a reservation mm-hmm. ma'am and all that crap Ugh. i mean who wants that yeah. you know and it's it almost never goes smoothly yep. there's almost always a bump in the mm-hmm. road every time and not to mention just the fact that being at home is your where you're comfortable and your nest and your things and and it's just been really lovely i'm i'm not um it's not lost on me what a gift this has been for me personally to have this sort of sabbatical mm-hmm. for a year. It's been really nice. Yeah, that's a great, so, great way yeah. to put it. It mm-hmm. has been, and yet you continue to work. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. I'm thinking. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're thinking this too. Why do I have to get back on planes and stuff? This hasn't been working so badly, has it? Yeah, it it hasn't. There's a lot to the the company that I subcontract with to teach. They've got. Um, you know, advertising uh, dollars that go into creating uh, students for me to teach that are significantly higher in this environment than they are with me just going on the road. I know it doesn't sound like it would be, but it is. So it's really a monetary decision that they're making to go back to in-person teaching. Um, so I don't yeah. know. Because I think I think uh, if it was a monetary decision, they might also view at how much money they've saved on travel they and, have it uh, hotels but it doesn't shake stuff. it's interesting the math doesn't shake out so i um, but anyway so that that's just the one thing i'm not looking forward to so when i keep hearing oh the vaccine is making everybody better i have really mixed feelings i'm like oh my god that's so great oh crap that means i'm gonna probably have to get back on the road soon it's an odd feeling mm. to have um but i yeah. don't know well i i I, I I just uh, w- when you sum it all up, I just uh, am among probably most people that just want some normal. Right. But is there anything now. you're not looking e- forward to? Even with all the even all the hassles yeah, and everything else, I I say yeah, give me that's give true. me normal, give me, uh, and and uh, you know there's a lot of people pushing back from anything that resembles normalcy right now. I, I still don't get the I won't wear a mask bit. That's just so incongruous and uh, illogical. The other thing I'm not looking forward to. Because it doesn't require you to suffer in any way. 
Just put a mask on. Why is that such a hardship? Well, it's stupid. Yeah, I know, but it's more it's more of a statement than I'm not going to be told what to do. And it's a stupid yeah, statement. Yeah, I agree. But the other it's, thing I'm not going to miss going back to normal is getting sick. I I wasn't sick for a whole year. I had no co- yeah. colds, I had no flu, I had zero sickness. So yeah. I'm just wondering yeah, same here. the, the same mask here. thing might not be a bad thing to continue on if I am traveling. I don't know. It's just very, I will not miss that. When we get back to normal, that's what we're going to face again. Yeah. So Great question. Let's see if we get some uh, responses yeah. to it. But I would love to be able to be more freewheeling. I want to travel. Uh, we'd love to uh, relatives and friends and stuff. I've, I haven't seen any friends I haven't in, seen you in, in yeah, well over a year a long time yeah we haven't seen each other yeah and that's true of everybody i mean they just you know you you stay in touch and thank goodness we have social media you can pillory social media for many other things but it is lovely to have it yeah now. i've talked before about having a, a loved one overseas in the military for example and my son mm-hmm. he couldn't be with us for christmas and yet we used in that case video social media to let him be live yeah with that's us really cool on christmas that's day really cool and he could see his his uh, infant daughter and all of that so that stuff's great yeah. it, it is wonderful i know my dad found out that his his mother had died six weeks after she was already in the ground because he was in World War Two, he was overseas, and, and yeah, letters it finally came true. in the form of a letter. Yeah. So we're 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 very lucky these days to be able to stay in touch when otherwise conditions yeah. make it impossible for you to see each other true, in person. True, true. In touch. I'm going to put you on the spot yeah. here. <laughs> oh, good. I like that. So I am going to be a hundred years old this summer. A very significant birthday okay. is coming up for me. I'm thinking. Yes, I know. I'm thinking of throwing a party. Um, would you come to my party if I throw it? Are you? Do you feel comfortable enough with thinking that everything will be fine by the end of July to do that? I'm sort of feeling my friends out about. I. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're not going to probably. <laughs> fully appreciate my answer but okay. hear me out on this okay i can't wait to hear oh, this God, this is so awkward i am in a situation you can cut this uh, out of the podcast really and then nobody yeah you really nobody are will putting know me on what a spot. jerk you really are so go for it <laughs> now Just come on know the now, way you're, you're saying already sounds, sounds like you wouldn't even make well, any effort to come to my party no now please uh, now, now let me let me say this at the beginning <laughs> I have such affection for you. I've known you for so long. I think you're one of the great people Aww, in my so life. Uh, my life would be enormously diminished oh. if I hadn't known you. And I, and I mean every word of that. Oh, However. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, uh, we just talked about this. You know, I'm, what? I need, what? um, you're... To justify, I need to justify every With thing I do, every tr- every trip I take, every you know, every. You're I, I need, you're dancing around something uh, here, and I need I to need, know I what need, is I, it that you're dancing I, around. Okay. Uh, I would need to be paid. Oh. 
Well, duh. Oh, you you would pay? Don't. Of course I would. Okay. All right. I would pay you to come to my birthday okay. party. Okay. Okay. Well, then we have nothing further to discuss, except well, the no, we do except because, the fee, of course. Yeah. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. What do you want? A dollar? What do you? Can want? I put you in touch with my agent? <laughs> we'll work something out. Okay. I'm not gonna charge You're you going... more than is fair. I, I'm gonna keep it. Okay. I, there'll be like a a friend and family discount. Okay. Yeah, I don't have to pay scale. No, not well. I didn't that. say that, but okay. Uh, okay. at least scale, not above scale, not way <laughs> above scale. Okay. Okay. Lisa, seriously, okay. of course, I would love that. Uh, I don't know. Yay. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. It, nobody knows for sure what Jul- your birthday is in right, July. Exactly. And it's at the end of July, so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just sort of feeling things out now. We're a few months away from that. Yeah. But I just, I just, I'm just sort of getting some feeling from most people that they're feeling pretty comfortable. But yeah, you're right. If things go sideways and a new mutant virus storms its way through beginning of the summer, then yeah, we'll have to cancel it. But I just wanted to get an idea of how you felt about it. And and I wanted to be very, I wanted to be really sensitive to people who aren't comfortable. And I don't want anybody to, I'm like, fine. I am fine if you're not comfortable. Yeah, you don't want them to say, well, I know I I probably will die, but I I like Lisa so much. (laughs) Yeah. I'll take the I'll I'll go to her super spreader event. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. It's my super spreader super birthday party. Spreader event. Yeah. Hey, um, no, I, of course I would be there. I remember you threw a lovely party for a, a friend of yours years ago. Oh yes. For a significant birthday for hers, and it was really we sweet had fun. But there's that something fun. that's bugging me. What about your proposition here? And what? it is, it is the thing that. And it probably should be me. What? Somebody else should be throwing oh, this no, party no, for you, no, not no, no. you. No, no, no. You no. shouldn't throw your own party. No. I think that's, that's I think that's I, I I don't agree with that. I had a girlfriend who had a her fiftieth birthday party and she's like, I'm doing this and I'm getting everybody together that I love. She had it in a restaurant, she paid for everything, it was just wonderful. And I she was like, I don't care, I'm throwing my own party. So I'm throwing my own party. That's all I'm doing. I'm throwing my okay. own party. And right. I'm going to have it, um, yeah. That is so opposite of me. Uh, really? I, I normally don't. I, I normally don't. But you know what? I'm Screw it. And I think everybody right now is ready for a party. So let's just, just do it. Yeah, let's that's a good it. point. I just always push back. I, I'm, I try to head things off. Whenever I come up to a, a birthday of some significance, yeah. I, I say now look you guys I you know I hate surprises don't do this and and I and I've done it successfully all the way. Yeah. Uh, what is it to, about to, a surprise? And that's the other thing. If I'm throwing my own party, it's not a surprise. So there you go. Yeah, that's, that's so. good. You well that that shows a lot. You got a lot more a plum confidence than I do. I I just I I just the, it embarrasses me to death to have people fawn over you or say something oh i don't want them fawning over me i just want them to bring no, i just I want them to bring I, I'm some not liquor arti- here's the deal it's going to be i'm not articulating it's going to be no gifts well, but, but you have to bring it, some liquor <laughs> that's it that's all okay, you got to see do. that's great that's that's the way <laughs> yeah, to do it that's... I, I i have a psychological problem i really do i i'm just uh, uh i don't know what yeah. it, is. it must be catholicism or Maybe. something i don't yeah, know yeah you've got that I, catholic guilt i have none of that 
Maybe yeah. that's it. I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm not worthy. Yeah, none that. of that. Yeah. And I, I don't even know. Yeah. Which, which of course, I'm not, I don't even I'm know not, that it's way, I, being about worthiness, but I want to mark it somehow. It's a significant birthday. I might not ever have a chance to do this again. Um, I don't know. You know? I just think it's a great... T- I, I, and I want to just get together with people I love. That's the <clears> most <throat> important thing. And I think I'm just feeling after this year of being alone so much that that yeah. I'm having a damn party. Damn it. I'm having a damn party. You're right. That Well, that's... that's you got the yeah. perfect attitude. And that should trump any trepidation. Yeah. I wish I would be like that. Yeah. Well, I, I'll be there okay. for sure. Uh, yeah. Unless, I know. you know... Uh, I, I can't, or you know, I can't come up with the dough. But, but I will come up. Let me. I will let's come up just say, I, I promise you. Let's say yeah. if I croaked, <laughs> would you let my body lie in state at your party? Um, are you going to be ashes, or are you going to be an actual body? No, it, it'd a, be me. Embalmed? It'd be me. And I would pre-record some things so that I would have some remarks. That would be awesome. When people come by, we could serve sushi on you. Yeah, yeah. you can come. Okay. We'll just, you'll be another, right. um, actually, we'll set the liquor, we'll set the bar up on you. Hmm. Okay. Hey. Because uh, you'll be stiff, right? I was going to end this uh, on a on a down note, but I'll save it for the next podcast. Okay. What? I, Why do you want to end anything on a down note? I don't. Note? Well, I didn't want to end it on a down note. I wanted to put it in the middle someplace, but I forgot to but get to it. now it's too late. And now it's too okay. late because we're wrapping things up. All right. Thank you. I'm there at your party. Uh, would, would is every podcast listener invited? Do I have to pay them? Well, <laughs> they don't may necessarily have the same terms I do. No, and again, it, remember this is just for my my family and my friends, oh. the people. You don't that, think of no. the podcast listeners as your friends? Is that what you're saying? See now, now see, I see what you're doing now. They're so giving money. Sometimes people even don't. send money to us, but they're still <laughs> no. not friends. Is that no, what you're they, saying? I'm just saying I don't think my house could hold mm, too many people. Okay, yeah. And because that's, we have a, a million, we have a million podcast listeners. Pat, where am I going to put them all? Hmm? <laughs> well, okay, you've persuaded huh? me. You're right. Okay. And some of them, let's face it, eh, you don't really want them <laughs> coming to your house. No, let's... I would. I would like all of them if I could have them. Yeah. All right. Are you okay. are you ready to get out of here? I am. What's the joke? It's kind of a weird one. Oh, okay. But I, okay. I, it kind of made me giggle, so here we right. go. And bear with me if you hate it. The American pilot finally downed the Messerschmitt, which is a German plane. Uh, but the American was so impressed with the German's flying skill that he went to visit him in the field hospital. He found the guy in pretty bad shape. The American said, is there anything I can do for you? And the German soldier admitted he did have a favor to ask. He said, The leg they amputated. I know my accent is not very good, but please forgive me for that because I'm delirious from the drugs they're giving me. But they amputated my leg. I would ask you this favor. Yes. On your next bombing run, could you drop it over my fatherland? Uh, yeah. I, Wait a minute. Kind of a weird... Can I stop you? Because drop yes. the leg? Drop the leg? Yeah. Dro- oh. Dro- he, he had his leg amputated. I know, but the he German. kept it. Well, 
the hospital did, or he, yeah, they still. Have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, they still I'm have. Sorry, it. I just need to. Explain. Don't don't get too I'm sorry. Uh, Go. into it. It's okay. a joke. Okay. 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 So will you this drop my leg? We're not reading. Okay. American history here. Yeah. Okay. Will you drop right, my leg so, over my home? My mother. Yeah. Okay. That would that would make me feel great <laughs> if you would take my amputated leg and drop it over the fatherland. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. That's uh, sure, man. Uh, that's. A little odd, but uh, I said, is there anything I can do for you? And that's what you said, so I'll do it. So the pilot was obliged, and then he came back to tell the guy later the mission had been carried out. And the grateful German gasped his thanks, and then he said, I have another request. Yes? Well, the other leg, while you were gone, the other leg got very bad, and they had to cut that one off, too. It's horrible. So he said, could you, I know this is a lot to ask, but could you drop that leg over my homeland too? It would mean a great deal to me. And the American sort of shrugs and says, yeah, okay, sure. So a couple days later, he comes back and says, hey, I did it. Dropped your other leg off in your fatherland. I thank you. Thank you so much, my friend. And now... The German is seemingly ashen-faced and unable to lift his head from the pillow. And he said, I have another request. And, and uh, last night, they had to amputate my right arm. The American says, now, now hang on a minute. You're trying to escape, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's alive And as funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't let them get me down Cause this final world, it keeps me Spinning Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace. Or pursue your present course and face obliteration.